Welcome to the Church Podcast, talking all things ministry so you can do church better. I am your co-host at Chris R. Wesley, joined by at John Ronaldo. How are you doing <laughs> at John Ronaldo? Oh my gosh, it's so crazy to to call yourself by your social media handle. Is that what we're turning into? It's like I am known only as my social media handle. I well, am at John Ronaldo. <laughs> well, if, if I was, I guess, my social media handle, it would really be at Marathon Youth Ministry because I don't really use at Chris R. Wesley as much anymore. And if you're wondering uh, what's with all the dad humor, um, we are trying to be cute uh, of introducing today's subject, which is all about social media. And I thought we would just jump right into it, John, uh, because people need to get back to uh, their Snapchat, Instagram stories, and Facebook posts. Uh, but uh, no, actually, uh, how did this conversation come about, John? Uh, why, why don't you share with people how it, how it popped up? Well, uh, we we got online here on, on Zoom where we do our recording for our podcast. And, and immediately, one of the first things Chris talks about is like, uh, so John, this is, this is uh, awkward wasn't the word you use, but this is awkward to share. But I feel like I need to tell you that I think something you posted on social media was might have been too soon. It might have been too soon. Do you want to share, you know, what exactly you were commenting about? Wow. Wow. I really shouldn't have let you intro that. You <laughs> sound like I was an emotional wreck about it. <laughs> because what people can't see is that I was smiling. Um, well, well, they wouldn't have been able to see it anyway, because we didn't record that. But yeah, so um, as many of us know, a few weeks ago, uh, the cathedral um, uh, Notre Dame in Paris, France, um, you know, had had a massive fire and, and there was a lot of loss, uh, you know, uh, to the art and, and the structure of that facility. And, uh, you know, um, you know, John and I can both agree that it's definitely a huge tragedy. And, you know, when something like that happens uh, and you go to social media, uh, you will see people make an array of different comments. And so some people talked about, you know, have, having just been there. Um, other people uh, had posted messages of hope um, and, and everything along those lines. And uh, one of the big things that came out uh, was how, um, you know, there were people who were stepping up to say that we are going to rebuild the cathedral and started pledging money. And I think, what, John, like $300 million or something was pledged? Or... Uh, an initial, in 36 hours, 300 million euro were, was donated right. to, 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 and now there's, I think there's a lot more now, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and so, uh, you know, um, that's a lot of money. And uh, John, you know, uh, pointed that out. And uh, he, he made a very good point, which was, you know, it's amazing how we can, uh, and I, I'm paraphrasing, this is not exactly what he said, but um, uh, uh, he basically said, uh, you know, with $300 million, you know, that's great for building, but, you know, imagine what we could do with $300 million for, you know, people who are impoverished or you need, need water, uh, clean food and, and everything like that. Um, and uh, it, am, am I paraphrasing you? Uh, yeah, let me, I, you know, it's really interesting when I, I'm going to read this word for word. And again, this, 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 ses- this episode is not about this particular post, but it kind of got us on a conversation. But I really prayed and thought a lot about this because it was actually weighing on my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I saw all this money and all this 
uh, pouring out of the for the cathedral um, that I was like, wow, like what an interesting place we are right now. And so this is what I wrote. And, and I wrote this with a lot of intentionality and it wasn't something I just spot off, shot off and went on and, and, and then let go. But I said, if only we cared for each other the same way we care for a beautiful cathedral. Imagine if we could donate 300 million euro to provide clean water, education, and medicine for people in poverty. I think we should restore Notre Dame, but I also want to restore human life. And you, you thought it was too soon, right? You're like, oh, John. <laughs> well, and let, let me, yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a Jesus juke and a little too soon. Um, but also, and this is what I confessed to John, uh, was it wasn't necessarily a criticism as much as it was, um, you know, with the the burning of the Notre Dame Cathedral. Uh, one, my wife and I had just been there a year ago, and um, it was celebrating a, a big, a major anniversary. Um, and it was uh, going to that cathedral was a really emotional experience uh, in that regards, right? And then, secondly, uh, <clears throat> as someone who grew up in the New York City, uh, New Jersey tri-state area it brought back a lot of memories of watching the Twin Towers burn. Now, totally different sort of circumstance, right? Um, you know, the loss of uh, thousands of lives, you know, is, uh, is, is at a whole different level. But so I was emotional and I saw not just John's tweet, but other tweets as well. And I had this moment where I was about to respond to John on, on social media. Now, here's the thing. As many of you guys know, John and I talk on a weekly basis. We talk on this podcast on a regular basis. Why would I call John out or address John or share with John my thoughts publicly in front of all these people? And so part of, part of the reason why we structured the beginning of this podcast this way, too, is I wanted to kind of like, you know, one, give context behind uh, why we're talking about this subject, but two, also show like how messy um, not in person or I guess I should say social media conversations can get because I'm sure some of you guys are listening um, and you know, you're probably going off on a tangent and saying like, wait, John said what? Or Chris said something about nine 11, like, you know, what's going on now and how it can spiral and take you down this tangent. Right. And so it comes back to, and something we've talked about before the power of social media but also, um, also the power of social media in the church today, even though I think we talked about it back in, uh, you know, our first year of doing this podcast, but now, uh, you know, two years later, basically, um, how has, has some of that stuff changed? Like, how are we, uh, you know, is social media still a tool that we should be using in the church? How should we be responsible with that? Like, how should we be responsible with our personal social media accounts versus our, um, you know, if we're a pastor or a ministry leader, our, you know, group pages or our uh, ministry accounts. Yeah. So that's what John and I really want to talk about today. But we thought that that tweet um, and the way that I reacted and the way that, you know, John wrote it, I, I think was a relevant example for um, how things can not get out of hand, but get fuzzy. Would yeah. you say that's fair? Is that yeah. fair? 
I, okay. I think that's fair. And look, last time we did, we've done a couple of episodes uh, and, and on social media and I'll link to them just so you can see back on them. We talked about effective mm-hmm. practices and we talked about judgment and, and whatnot on social media. But, you know, I, I recently wrote an article that hasn't been published yet. Uh, and so I won't, I won't read the whole article right now, but I, I wrote an article on social media for this Catholic magazine. Um, and, and they wanted me to write an article about the ways that social media can connect people with God, can bring people to Christ, can bring people into community. And, and I, had to, I had to stop and say, hmm, do I really want to write this article? And so I called up the editors and I said, I, or I set up a meeting with the editors. I said, I, let me talk with you kind of where I'm thinking the direction of this article may go for me, because I don't think it's the direction that you initially had in mind. And I spent 30 minutes on the phone explaining to them my own experience on social media and how I am, I am not arguing for social media as, as a positive tool for ministry to use in the same way that it used to. And I started, I ended up, when I wrote this article that has not been edited yet, but I started off the article with this line, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. And I know I've said that before, but then I, I talked about how like I used to be a huge proponent of social media, I was an early adopter on Twitter and MySpace, if we remember that, and, and, and Facebook. And I've been asked to give workshops on social media. And, and, and one of the things I, w- I was asked to do is create diocesan standards and policies of how we deal with social media use. And this was especially when it was just starting to kind of blow mm-hmm. up. But I really was all in. I really was all in. I think social media is great. Like it's a way to connect people, you know, with the church and community and, 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 and have people know Christ in a different way than, than just going to church. And now my tune has totally changed, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and look, I'm not at all saying that we shouldn't use social media. I just think we need to think, how do we use it? And is it effective use of our time? Uh, and so I'm at a point where every once in a while I still get asked to do a workshop on social media. I'm like, um, no, <laughs> because the problem is now I, I'm like negative about social media. I'm not positive about social media. And when they ask you to do a social media workshop, they want you to be positive about how you could use it. And I'm yeah. often going like, eh, you're probably better off using your time somewhere else. <laughs> Well, I, I think we forget about <clears throat> this one rule, and um, and, and it's a rule I, I learned from Jim Collins' book, Good to Great. I don't know if it's uh, uh, his uh, his words exactly, but um, basically, technology, which social media is, it can accelerate you towards greatness, or it can accelerate you towards doom. And um, yeah, I think. Uh, for and I don't think it's a generational thing, you know. I think before they're like, "Oh, those darn millennials," but you know, I think boomers, Xers, uh, uh, gener- uh, millennials, and now Generation Z, you know, have all uh, had faux pas with social media because we're all human, right? And it's just a tool that amplifies, um, you know, our voice or our thoughts, and and we have to be very careful and we have to be very responsible with it. Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting because I've started to make a conscious decision to get away from my per, per, uh, personal social media accounts. Um, you know, I, if you listen to earlier podcast episodes, I say to people, find me on, you know, Chris R. Wesley. Um, but now it's more Marathon Youth Ministry and 
Uh, my Twitter account's still Chris um, R. Wesley. And then LinkedIn, you can find me, of course, is Christopher Wesley. Um, but with Instagram and Facebook, it's more Marathon Youth Ministry. Um, I do have personal accounts on those things, but I'm using them less because uh, for me, um, yeah, I was finding, you know, uh, I was just not finding healthy, you know, behavior when it came to that uh, social media in the sense where, um, you know, on a Saturday afternoon, I'd be scrolling through people's pictures and being like, oh man, that trip to Cancun looks wonderful. Or, you know, their family is so much happier than mine right now, or their ministry is doing something incredible. And I'd start to just kind of feel a little depressed. And so for me, uh, that was something where I, I was getting stuck in the comparison trap and things like that. Other things that I see, and this wasn't necessarily my issue, but I see this with other people, is that they use it as a way of lamenting and venting, um, you know, issues uh, and things, and not necessarily important issues. Um, well, at least not important at a global standpoint, right? But, um, or a ministry standpoint, but lamenting over, you know, the waiter, you know, uh, I'm, and this is totally far-fetched because I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but the waiter sent my pizza burnt, you know, and uh, like I, you know, those jerks at so-and-so pizza place, like they, uh, they don't understand what quality, you know, pizza means. And it's just kind of like, I, like one, that's negative. And two, like, I, I, I don't want to hear that. Like, I don't, I, I don't even want to hear that if I'm in person with you, you know, it's like, great, you know, internally lock that in. And toss that away and 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 so i've just seen a lot of negativity rise as well as um you know for me personally uh when i look at it i get stuck in that comparison trap um if if, if i've made it my world so yeah yeah I, I really have two points around this and and this is i just think we need to reflect deeply on on the use of social media and how it helps us or doesn't help us from a really ministry point of view, as well as a personal point of view. But really the reality is that there was a time that social media was not as noisy as it is now, right? Uh, where you could effectively post something that was uh, positive, that led people to Christ, that, that, that showed people the gospel or whatever, whatever language you wanna use around that. There was a time that you could effectively do that and reach a large audience. And now uh, the market in social media has become so saturated that the reality of people seeing your post from your personal post is very limited. Now, if you're coming from like a professional Facebook page, right, your ministry page or like that, that's even more limited um, because the reality is all these social media sites have changed their algorithms and changed the way that they do things to the point that uh, – People only see what they want to see. What do I mean by that? Your social media experience is curated by those social media sites. So you are seeing what you tend to interact with on a regular basis. Uh, you, you tend to see things that fall in line with your A, political view, B, religious views, C, personal views. Like everything's kind of, it's curated for you. So you're seeing as a slight sliver of, of the reality of what's happening on social media this day. And so, for instance, if I have a, a ministry Facebook page, 
my Facebook pages, my posts are not getting to my intended audience. There's just so much noise um, that I just think it's, it's become almost impossible to reach your audience unless, unless you pay, right? And I don't fault the social media companies for that. That's their business model, right? And, you know, I get that, you know, they make money. And one of the ways they do that is by ads and you pay to get your message in front of people. Well, the majority of us, um, I think from a ministry, a professional ministry point of view, are not necessarily going to budget money, you know, for to do Facebook ads or to boost our posts or anything like that. And, and that could be a good strategy, by the way. I'm actually not poo-pooing that strategy. If you want to reach folks, that's actually an effective strategy. So, so if you want to do it, I encourage you. But I just think social media has become so noisy and we're so inundated with all the information coming at us and, and that we don't see it all. And again, it's curated. And so that's one of the huge points for me of like why even personally I've backed away from social media as well because I just don't see it as an effective use of my time in terms of reaching the audience. So there was a time I was posting on Twitter two, three, four times a day right? Because that's kind of what Twitter calls for in, in, in the way that Twitter works. Now, that's not true for Facebook. Facebook's different. Um, now, I'm lucky if I post a tweet a day. Sometimes it's a tweet a week, right? And, but that's just my own kind of learnings and changing because I just don't think it's effective for me anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it's important to break this conversation down into two areas, right? So there's one, um, how do I use social media as an organization, as a church or a ministry? And then how do I use social media as an individual, right? From, and let's, let's get away from like the personal social media as more of like as a leader or, you know, as um, an employee of the church or, or something along those lines, even though that could be easily mixed with personal. And we'll talk about that in a moment because a lot of the stuff you're saying, John, is correct. Like if you aren't aware of how many uh, changes have happened with the algorithms of, how posts are posted, that it's very much more consumer driven than it is necessarily like a public forum, like it once was. And again, we're not criticizing that. We're just, in order for Twitter and Facebook and Instagram to stay free, <laughs> they had to figure out ways of making money. And this is the way they're doing that. And uh, so, um, you know, uh, again, um, we can't necessarily fault them for that, but it's important that if we want to continue to use social media, which I think we're both saying you as a, as a ministry, as a church, we should still be using social media. It's just, we have to figure out different ways of using it. Is that correct? Are we in agreement? My question is really, is it worth our time anymore? Now, and I'm not at all saying we shouldn't. So I'm not at all mm -hmm. saying get off social media. I'm not at all because it, it can be effective. And you see a lot of ministries who use it in an effective way. So, but I'm just saying, you know, is it the best use of our time and resources? Or is there another way I can spend my time instead of trying to put stuff on social media to reach our audience? Is there another more effective way? That's the discernment that we need to be in right now in this new phase of social media. Because again, I just think social media is not as effective as it used to be in terms of reaching our audience. And we just, look, our time is limited. And so I, I am actually of the point that, um, I, I'm pulling away from it. I am using it much less, both personally and professionally. Now I'm still on there. I'm still present. You can still connect with me on there, um, and I still, you know, 
post things like I did on Notre Dame and whatnot, you know, for better or worse, right? You know, um, but I'm really in this critical phase of wondering if it's even worth my time. And from a personal point of view, Chris, you were talking about it. There's research to show that the more you're on social media, the more depressed you actually are, right? Early about how you were comparing you know, life. And, and there's research to say that that's the case. And so there's a personal effect as well to that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because you're right. Like there is the, there is the negative side of it as well. Um, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not ready to give up on social media, but I think the way that it's being used now has to be different than the way we were using it before. And so you ask the question, like, is it still effective? And this is, here are a couple of best practices that I've found, right? Before it was, the more I post, the more, the louder my voice, the more I'll be heard, right? Now it's more of intentionality and clarity. And that's why I love, uh, because I love clear, precise communication. And I think if uh, the people who do this best are the voices that will rise up on social media, so um, one of the things that I've learned, whether it's through Marathon or even the church uh, ministry, is that I, um, I need to bring people into those conversations. I have to invite them into the Facebook conversations. I have to invite them into the Instagram conversations, even the Twitter conversations. And the way that I can do that is probably, I think, still the most effective way of marketing, and that's email marketing, right? So, um, you know... Uh, it, I've created a newsletter uh, for my parents um, at the church and, and even a newsletter uh, now with Marathon Youth Ministry that links to, uh, you know, a post I might have on Facebook or a post I might have on social media. And the reason I want to do that too is because with a blog post, I'm sitting down, I'm processing the thoughts, you know, um, and uh, there's a little bit more curation and creation that goes to that. With social media, it's going to be a little bit more instant, a little bit more off the cuff. And I want to I want to bring people into those conversations, and they're they're short little chats. And so one of the best ways that I can do that is through email marketing. So you can take links, not necessarily with Twitter, but with Facebook and Instagram for sure, and um, link people to those posts where they can view um, that conversation and and be a part of that. I think you can do that as well on Twitter. Um, so bringing people into those specific conversations. Um, the other thing that I think is great is. If you, I, I still use Facebook uh, groups um, for my young adult community as well as uh, for um, my leaders. And I have a private Facebook group uh, for my leaders where, you know, I'll get on out of the whim with my phone or my laptop, record a little video and people can chat and people can share articles there. Um, in these groups where people have volunteered to sign up for them, that's where you can have some of that conversation. And so I think that's where social media can still be effective in regards to that. But if you're trying to bring people to church for the first time, you know, do that mass marketing um, evangelization with social media, that's going to be a lot harder. That's where I think paid advertisement is going to be a little bit more fruitful. The third part of that about it too, and this is something that um, people I know who are much more equipped in social media have advised me is you need people to advocate on your behalf. So, where before, again, I could post as much as I want and people would see like what I was posting because it wasn't so loud. Now I need like John, you or uh, my other friends or my coworkers to share a post, to hashtag, to lead people into that because my circle's small and uh, their circle's small, but together our circles get bigger in that way. 
So it's just a different type of strategy, but I think it's definitely still a tool where we can get the message out um, quicker um, and in creative ways that, you know, we can't do with a, a flyer or a poster or a bulletin announcement, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's, you're talking about what type of content that, that we post. And I think it's important to kind of think through that a little bit because um, that's the other trend that I've really noticed with social media is how are people using social media, uh, especially Catholic leaders and Catholic ministries are using social media. And, and, and I reference for those of you who see Disney's, Ralph breaks the internet. Chris, have you seen that mm-hmm. movie? Ralph, it's, oh, it's a yeah. super cute movie. It's a really yeah. great movie, but there's a really great line in it right midway through the movies when Ralph is doing all these viral videos, right on on the whatever they it's not YouTube, yeah, yeah. whatever they call. It. But anyways, he start he walks into this room and he starts to read all the comments about his videos, uh, and and the the the. The, the head algorithm or whatever the character walks in and notice how negatively Ralph is reacting to those negative comments, right? She slowly walks up to Ralph and says, first rule of the internet, never read the comments. And my point of bringing that up is one of the other realities today is that social media has become I would argue more negative than it's ever been before. Um, and, and especially when it's political, when it's religious, when it's all those, those hot topic issues is where, you know, if I post something about my cute cat, yeah, I may get some negative comments. Who cares? By the way, I have no cats. I, I don't know why I even mentioned that because I, I don't <laughs> even like cats, but you know, whatever. So, you oh, know, he, can... he just made another polarizing comment. <laughs> yeah, on... that's right. That's yeah, right. So, does... John yeah. Ronaldo doesn't like cats. <laughs> I'm going to put a hashtag. John hates cats. <laughs> Let's put that on social media. Uh, <laughs> but but I really like the, the, the sentiment there is because I find that we, and I've done it too, that Catholic leaders, Catholic ministries decide to post things, whether it's a response to someone else's tweet, Chris, as you were talking about earlier, or or whatnot, as an attempt to quote-unquote correct people's views on the church, morality, social justice, and to speak quote-unquote truth via social media. I am all for correcting people's views on social media or not social media. I'm, I'm, I'm all for correcting people's views on church uh, and sharing truth. What happens though, is when we do it on social media, it's never ever, at least in my time, it's never been helpful. As a matter of fact, every time I see a post like that, it ends up creating more harm and negativity than it does anything positive. And so I think that's a really interesting challenge for us. It's like, I want to speak truth about what God is calling us to, to do, but social media by its very nature is just text with a few emojis, right? You know, and it's hard to read into people's body language, nonverbal communication. Like I think a lot of people want to post and have good intentions about sharing these things, but it's, it seems to always come off negative and people end up started trashing people's views and they write negative comments and they start tearing down others. And I'm not talking about the non-Catholic world. I'm talking about the Catholic world. I see this to the point that I am concerned, not only for myself, right? How, how I post, but I'm concerned. What, what view is this giving 
people of the church? Are they seeing what's happening on social media and are they turned off by the church now because of things that church leaders uh, or, or prominent speakers that might be saying on social media. I think it's a huge concern for us when we're talking about new evangelization and how we use technology as a way to evangelize. Are we truly evangelizing or are we pushing people away? And again, I, I'm just very sensitive to this because I've seen it. I, I've seen it and, and I know I've been a part of it. And I, Maybe this episode is me trying to figure out how I respond to all this, but I am passionate about the idea. Like, I think we just need to be more thoughtful on how we use social media in a positive way, because I don't think people, I think social media is becoming a very negative tool, not a positive tool. Maybe I'm just being too black and white, Chris, and you can kind of jump me, bring me off the ledge here on this. Now you're making podcasts very negative, John. (laughs) Yes. You know, but that's on us. Uh, so we have two choices, right? <clears throat> and I don't think you can fault anyone for making these two, two choices. You can either, you know, it, it, it goes back to like biblically, right? When, when sin and temptation come your way, you can, you flee from, flee from it. Right. So, um, if you feel like that social media is just, um, creating a negative effect on you, then you can either a create limitations, you know? So like for me on Saturdays, I don't. Uh, like I, something might get posted, but that's already scheduled, right? That's something that I, I scheduled, but I am not on social media on Saturdays um, or uh, when I have days off or, you know, s- special certain days, even, even if it's a great opportunity to, you know, uh, share something good, you know what, that's, that's the rule that I put in place is that I'm not going to be on social media on Saturdays. Um, have I been perfect with that rule? No, I've, I've definitely broken that, but it's, it's my rule. And I have found more joy and more peace on, on those Saturdays as well. Same thing like late night, uh, uh, you know, staying off of social media in that regards. Um, but I know people who have shut down their social media accounts for the fact that they just felt like it just was not having a positive effect on their life. And that, that's fine. That's there. But I think those of us who choose to stay need to hold ourselves accountable to being more positive. And, um, you know, for me, uh, that's where I look at what I post on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I constantly reflect, evaluate, and ask myself the question, is what I'm posting building people up or tearing them down? Is it building people up or is it tearing them down? Um, Are there things that I see that are incorrect in regards to facts and truth? Sure. I don't feel confident enough in myself to get into an argument or a debate on Twitter or Facebook. I have, and it's never turned out good uh, just because it goes down a rabbit hole that that's not good. So I've just, I've made it as, as, as a leader, as someone who's in ministry, I'm going to share, I'm going to share my content, which um, I want to build people up. I want to create conversations. I want to have fun, but um, I, I, I just, I don't want to use it for, uh, for negative tools. So for me, um, you know, maybe I'm just being naive, naive and Pollyanna on this, but I really do think that, um, even if I'm the only person that's possible, media, that I can make that difference and that I can bring encouragement in that. And, uh, and so I think for those of us as church leaders, um, or even as churches, we have to make sure that what we're doing on social media is, 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 is building people up and, and encouraging them. Now it does bring to question the whole like informing people, right? So, you know, they're like abortion, um, pro-life issues, uh, 
you know, uh, issues about uh, genocide and homelessness and poverty and, you know, all these different things. Like, how do we inform people with that? My philosophy on that is if you're going to post on that, show your source, show your source, right? Like one thing I've learned as a writer is that, you know, my thoughts, my opinions on those are valid because they're my opinions, but they're even stronger when I can back them up with some facts, with some, uh, like consensus and and some truth on that and not in an argumentative way, but just in a way of like, listen, this is important that we should know. And this is why I'm sharing it because I've read in this, you know, article or this book. And if you want to engage in a conversation, I, I would encourage people to say like, let's engage in this other form over here, email, zoom, one-on-one, -on -one, you know, like whatever. But uh, if we're going to make statements that can be polarizing, political, uh, controversial, or you know anything like that, we need to be ready to back that up um, with factual statements and, and not in an argumentative way. If someone challenges us on that, we say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm sharing this because this is what I've read or this is what influenced that thought. And maybe that, maybe that seems like way too much work, but I think lazy social media, lazy posting is part of the problem. I don't think it's just negativity. I think it's just laziness. So I, I want to nuance it. I, I agree and I, I disagree. And see, this is, see, for those of you who are listening to this episode, you can't script this conversation that we're having. I mean, it's just like we're jumping off of each other's comments and stuff like that, you know? Um, I want to nuance it because, Chris, you have to know that even if you back up something with a church document or whatnot, it's still not going to convince anybody that that's the way to go because that's just the nature of social media. So I don't disagree that you should do that. But then, then you'll start getting comments like, well, the church is, you know, on crack if it believes that. I don't care if it's a written term, right? I'm making this up, right? You know, so, right, right, right. But, but I'm saying that, that social media has become this place where because of its anonymousness in nature, and I don't have to do it face to face, that we can create conflict in a way that we never would if we were in face-to-face -face conversation. And so, so I want to nuance it to one, not only post positive things and not only, you know, to put your source, but I think the other nuance that I think we forget is thinking about how is what you write or post going to be perceived by other people. It may be positive, you know, uh, it may have truth and you may have, you know, you may have uh, documentation to back it up. But the more important question I say is, how is it going to be perceived by other people? Going back to that Notre Dame post that I did about caring for people as much as we care for buildings is, I won't lie to you, I spent 20 minutes crafting those 200 characters. Mm -hmm. 20 minutes, why? Because I, was, I, I felt like I wanted to share something that I thought was important to share and, and, and maybe people disagree with me and that's fine. But I spent 20 minutes writing 200 characters because I wanted to make sure that one, I was succinctly uh, getting to what I wanted to say, but two, that it would be perceived in a way 
as not negative, but positive. And, and I think I did okay with that post. And I posted the same thing, the same message on Facebook and I got a lot of positive comments. I actually ended up having some really good conversation about it and, and conversation about, yes, there is, there is wealth in the world to do both, to restore beauty, which is very much a Catholic thing, right? In Notre Dame. And I'm all for that, but there is also the wealth to restore human life. And that, that was the conversation that we got into. But if I didn't spend 20 minutes nuancing those 200 characters. And, and again, this goes back to, do we have the time? Is it the most effective use of our time? But if I didn't spend that 20 minutes, would the conversation been as positive as it was, even if Chris, it was too soon, <laughs> as you mentioned earlier, which is, which well, is I think a valid point, but, it, but it, it it's about intentionality. Yeah. But it proves, you know, no matter how much you, you like even uh, going further, like, even if it's positive, even if there's a source, even if you take the time to craft how it's going to be perceived, you're not going to get it perfect, right? Um, and uh, and you know, I, I I think the last question I would throw out to people is: you have to um, ask yourself, am I willing to deal with the the consequences? You know, positive and negative consequences, right? Because again, uh, social media is a techno technological tool of communication. And, and this is where, going back to that original question of, is it still effective? Should we be on it? You know, like all that kind of stuff. My answer is yes. As much as I have a love-hate relationship with social media, as much as I don't like some of the things it does to me or to the world or anything like that, it's the way that we communicate, you know? Um, because what are we, like, if social media goes away, until something else is created, if social media goes away, where are we going to go back to television ads? You know, uh, the ads before movies, newspapers, uh, bulletin announcements, uh, you know, um, telegrams, billboards, you know, like social media is a communication tool, right? Uh, we just have to learn how to use it correctly. And, you know, even though it's over 10 years old, over 15 years old now, right? Uh, you know, close to 20 years old, depending on if you count like Friendster and MySpace. Friendster! Uh, but like... <laughs> which they're no longer around, but like, you know, social media has been here and is here to stay. Um, and it's just, it's like any other tool, whether automobiles, uh, you know, television, you know, whatever, we have to learn how to use it responsibly. And um, yeah, you've got the FCC, you've got different organizations out there, uh, entrepreneurs trying to create best practices. And I think uh, we'll eventually get to those points, but I think it's here to stay. And I think we in the church can't ignore that. Um, we can't be afraid of that. Um, again, no judgment on people who, who don't want that in their personal life. I think that's totally different, but from an organization and a ministerial standpoint, um, you know, I, I think we need to know how to use it and use it responsibly. And, and we're, we're held account accountable for it. We're stewards of, of this tool and we need to be positive. I think we need to be informative. Um, and uh, to your last point on that, John, which I 100% agree, we have to slow things down. We can't be so reactive and just off the cuff. And so I think some best habits are, um, you know, uh, try not, like I like using tools like Buffer or Hootsuite where you plan ahead of time you know, your social media content. Um, you know, uh, I like the idea of scheduling stuff so that I'm thinking a little bit more about it. Um, 
And uh, I also like uh, and recommend that you create times during the day when you're on social media and times on the day where you're fasting from it. Um, Cause I think that's, that's the important part. I, 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 while, you know, some of the images and content will drive you crazy or make you depressed or, or things like that. I think that can be contained, you know, by how much you're on it um, and, and, and limiting your own, your own practices. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree. And, and again, I, I agree that's here to stay. And I think we, we should see how we use it most effectively, but knowing that it changes. So how I use social media five years ago is different than how I use it today because the platform itself has changed. Right. And, and, and that's important to recognize. So you can't keep doing things the way that you've always done in social media and expect it to be effective. Uh, and so I agree. It's, it's here to stay. We should be using it you know, as best as possible. But I also want to temper expectations. Obviously, social media is not a silver bullet. You're not going to reach you know, everybody via social media. As a matter of fact, it's become more watered down and more noisy. So it, it's, I would say, I would argue it's probably less effective but it still can be effective, but less effective than it was five years ago. Uh, and, and I just think, again, it goes back to intentionality. Now, I will say one last final comment, and, and I'll get off my soapbox here, Chris. I absolutely promise here. But I think it says something that more and more, as you, you look at people on social media, uh, your friends and people you connect with, that uh, more and more people are doing a Lenten fast of social media. I don't know if you've noticed that, Chris, uh, but I think that's, that's, that's a sign of something. And I think something that we need to be aware of. More and more of my friends and colleagues and folks I follow on social media say on, on Mardi Gras Tuesday, you know, Fat Tuesday, this is it. This is my last post on social media. I'll see you at Easter. Uh, good. I, I should probably do doing that too. But I just think that that is an important commentary on where social media is today and think something that we just need to continue to be sensitive to as we move forward. Yeah, no, well said, well said. I, I, I you know, it, it's again, um, something that I think we need to create more education on, uh, something we need to, um, you know, figure out. And, and I'm not saying uh, our governments or whatever should impose these limitations or whatnot or anything on that. But I think we personally have to figure out how to create limitations and structure for ourselves because it is, it is a tool. It's a, it's a medium. And, um, and we, again, have to be responsible um, with how we use it because it's powerful. It's the, you know, it's funny because you look at social media and, and this is the last thing like I'll say is that it has fueled revolutions literally. And it has also uh, been the source behind so much pain for people, right. Um, On global and uh, also on personal like levels. And so, you know, if you choose to use social media, um, if your organization chooses to use social media, uh, you need to have conversations about what's communicated, what you're trying to communicate, how you're trying to communicate it. And you also need to have systems where you're evaluating it. And uh, it's no different than the conversations you have over the bulletin, over your homily, over uh, you know any other form of communication. It's just the conversation needs to be faster because social media is a technology and that technology is faster than print 
it's faster than than word and um and actually you know uh i know i said that was the last thing let me close on this the most effective uh if you're if you're thinking social media is going to um help you know bring people into your church or bring people closer to christ um it can do that but the most effective way is through personal recommendation personal storytelling personal relationships so if your congregation if your people don't know how to share the gospel on a one-on-one face-to-face level they're not going to be able to do it via social media and so hands down best way of communicating is word of mouth and is through those personal relationships and i think that has to be primary over social media period so amen yeah okay cool cool um yeah so that that uh but while we're uh, doing this you can still find us on social media even though uh john uh you know is questioning his involvement and you can find him at john ronaldo um or go to his website johnronaldo.com for me go to marathonyouthministry.com you can find me at marathon youth ministry on social media accounts um, shoot us your questions at questions at the church podcast.org. Let us know how we're doing. Um, and, and, and also, you know, as we mentioned before, one of the ways that we get word out is through, uh, um, is through your reviews. It's through you sharing, uh, what's going on on the church podcast. So if this conversation was helpful or any of the other conversations or interviews or podcasts that we've had, please, you know, help us get the word out there. Uh, you know, let people know about the church podcast. Let, let us know how we're doing. And uh, yeah, just uh, uh, let people know that uh, there are people out there talking about church strategy who want to work with them and walk with them uh, through uh, creating systems and structures and, and building uh, healthy uh, churches and helping you guys do church better. Uh, so John, again, great conversation. I, li- I like sometimes these, uh, these unplanned off the cuff uh, sort of conversations. I hope our listeners do too. Uh, let me pray for us and, uh, and then we'll go from there. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for this time with John uh, to talk about uh, the ways that we share the good news, the way that we share our opinions, our thoughts, and our words, Lord. And I, I pray that no matter what platform we use, whether it's a print, uh, you know, verbal, uh, or, you know, social media or, or some kind of technology, Lord, that we, um, that all of our words uh, are inspired by the Holy Spirit that all of our words are inspired by your love and your grace. And so God, I pray that as we continue on in this Easter season, that um, you continue to just allow our words to be your words, Um, that you allow our voice to be your voice so that people feel your love and feel uh, your, uh, your grace. God, thank you so much for everything that you've given us in your name. We pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.